Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grosso. It gives me great pleasure today to welcome to Viewpoints for the first time, uh, I think, a very inspiring man, David Ede, who's the founder and CEO of Reunited. Welcome to Viewpoints, David Ede. Hey, Henry. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. My pleasure, too, to have you here. Now, David, um, I came across the work you do through a, an interesting word called Reunited. Uh, you're the CEO and founder of that. That's an interesting uh, title for the work you do. Give us a little bit of information about what this is all about. All right. Well, um, I'll give a bit of an origin story. Um, Reunited basically spelled re and then knighted, like knight in shining armor. Um, it started as a symbol, uh, more so. Uh, more so a symbol of, you know, the lost purpose, the lost uh, stand that men really have within themselves. Um, and and I think the reason, what, it, what, it, what actually sparked it was the statistics that we see broadcasted everywhere. You know, suicide rates being the biggest killer of young men from the ages of 14 to 44. Uh, suicide in itself, and the the 90% uh, rate of uh, men versus women in jail, uh, the, the, what fatherlessness does to young men and to young women as well. And those statistics are really big indicators of the inability to adapt to such a rapidly changing environment. And it really is just reunited being, just redefining what it means to be a man and how we can do that together and how we can do it without compromising other genders or other people um, outside of us. Interesting point you make there, David. Uh, just going back a little bit, back to a little bit about David Ede, uh, which will give mm. us some context. Uh, who are you and uh, what's your life been like? <laughs> That's an incredibly loaded question. <laughs> who are you? Um, but I'll give a summary. David Ede was, was a young man growing up in school specifically, um, he was a man who floated quite a lot. You know, I grew up in school up until year eight. I actually moved about six times um, due to financial difficulties that our parents had. Um, and that m led to me just not knowing who I was, where I am, and being quite exposed to wanting to fit in with anyone that would give me attention. That led to a lot of trouble. Um, it led to doing pretty unhelpful things to society and and it came with not knowing myself um, and treating opposite genders without the best uh, intention and I think a lot of a lot of the backstory there um, is a big indicator of what happens when when we, we aren't grounded as humans and I def definitely didn't see myself as grounded until I started hitting teenage years and little did I know that in teenage years, you actually start to become less grounded because identity and, and, all, and all that juicy stuff that you start to seek. And uh, that, was, that's, that was my story up to high school. And the biggest thing that actually changed was heartbreak. Um, uh, heartbreak that I, that I uh, and I'm getting a little bit croaky, but <laughs> the heartbreak led, led to me really questioning a lot about my life's decisions, about what's happened to me in the past and who I really was as a human. Um, and that linked with a lot of opportunities out there for being the champion of mental health for young men uh, led me to go to this r beautiful rabbit hole, which is mental health for young men. It's 
re- realizing what it means to be a man in this day and age, what it means to be grounded. And does that look like making a million dollars? Does that look like having all the girls in the world? Does it look like, you know, the, the ancient traditional uh, versions of what it means to be a man? Or is it more of a fusion of what it means to be a man now? Or, and what does it actually mean to be a man? And yeah, that journey of meaning for me really got me thinking and researching into mental health, more specifically emotional intelligence and uh, and resilience in that sense. Mm. And uh, that's how Reunited was uh, was born. Yeah, um, and, and in your research, uh, what did you find that surprised you? Outside of the statistics, which are actually quite shocking if you dig deep into it, um, I found a lot of problems, but with every problem, I'd like to uh, see myself as someone who likes to see the other side of the problem, and there came a lot of solutions. Um, Many solutions around how to combat this specifically. And uh, I actually came across this through a mental model by uh, uh, Charlie Munger and uh, Warren Buffett, who they kind of named, but it was there since the beginning of time, and it's called inversion thinking. And basically what inversion thinking is, looking at the worst possible outcome or what you don't want to occur in order to find a solution. And that got me thinking, what is the worst solution? What is the worst world that men and women can live in? And that's one where the statistics that everyone looks at in horror is the norm. And that that gives me goosebumps. I'm like, that is definitely not a world that I want to live in. So what is the counter to that? What is the counter to suicide? What is the counter to fatherlessness? What is the counter to you know se- sexual abuse? What is the counter to all these things that everyone you know uh, st- everyone talks about and there's a million news articles about? But what are the actual solutions there? What are the things that we can use and be proactive about in order to uh, to help in this world and specifically in Australia? Mm. Now, um, yeah. there would have been an interesting point in your teenage years, I assume, David, having, well, being a little older than you and going through growing up a long time ago and also with my son, um, where you would have been chatting about this with your friends of the time. Uh, in those mm. early days where you were starting to rethink uh, your life and, and, and what it meant to be a man, what were the conversations like with your, your then friends? Family friends. Mm. Mm. I think with, with my family specifically, it was very split in the middle. Um, my dad is uh, the pastor of a church and he is very fundamental in his beliefs about um, integrity and about um, being true to yourself and to a higher purpose. Um, and then there was the other side, which was very materialistic around uh, focus purely on what, other people validating you and what what can breed you materialistic freedom or liberation, but at the cost of internal peace. And uh, the, the conversations I used to have with family and friends were very juxtaposed, which made me think even more, to be fair. Um, many of the conversations I had with family specifically um, on one side was how to become the best version of yourself, how to have honesty, how to love how to give yourself and um, with service. And then there was the other side, which was make money, you know, sleep with as many girls as possible, um, try to do all the most 
uh, heinous things you can possibly do to gain validation from your male friends. Um, and that and that mix really got me uh, questioning. You know, well, what do you, what does it mean to be a man, and why do you, what is the benefit in both sides, and how can both sides be used for the um, you know the positive sum to society? And uh, yeah, that, that, that were usually the conversations um, we tend to have. But with friends, it was completely materialistic. Uh, with friends, and in the especially in the school playground, there was very, very little meaningful conversation. Uh, so little to the point where I, I sometimes came home feeling so empty inside because I was so used to my dad talking about the more important things in life, and I never used to find friends who could actually match that. Um, which did lead to, lead to a little bit of loneliness, uh, especially as I started to realize the tr- truth and the importance of what my dad used to say after rejecting it for so many years. Mm. Did you raise that conversation with your dad about the loneliness that you felt? Uh, unfortunately, because the, there weren't many tools available to me at that time, um, I, I guess a very big part of uh, a very big part of what I thought it meant to be a man was to keep things in and to hold mm. things and to not burden other people from issues, even if those issues were beautiful issues to have at the time, which um, which I had regarding that. Uh, and it did lead to me putting up quite a big shield, uh, which further exaggerated the issues that I used to have um, quite uh, drastically. Mm. Yeah, it's a good point. Fear, um, just listening to you there, David. Fear of many things often holds us back from uh, the conversations that can open up doors. We need to take a short break. When we come back, uh, David, I'd love to chat with the work you do that addresses Mm. the issues that uh, have confronted you in growing up and clearly are issues for uh, young men of today. Can you hold the line? Of course. Welcome back to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grossack, and I'm in the middle of a discussion with David Eid, who's the founder and CEO of Reunited. Before the break, we talked about David's journey, I guess, to where we are now um, with uh, Reunited. Welcome back, David. It's awesome to be back, Henry. Absolutely. Now, David, moving forward, um, you've now got Reunited established. Uh, tell us a little bit about how it works and, and on what it's grounded. Right. Um Let's start with how Reunited, what Reunited did in uh, to start with and how we, how it was formed. Um, Reunited actually started as a personal training company. I started as a mind and body coaching company that initially provided services to young men to try and tackle the issues that we talked about. And what we started to realize was a lot of young men come with body insecurities. They come to fix their body. They go, I want to come, I want to transform my life, I want to be validated. They come to fix their health, to try and mask that. But as we started to coach and coach and coach, especially with the, the um, follow-up calls, we realized there was actually something a lot deeper than the body. There was a lot going on internally, and the body was just a symptom. It was purely just a physical manifestation of what was happening. And because of that, we instantly started shifting into life coaching and into providing programs for these young men to fix the core of the issue and not just the service level symptom. And that's and, where. 
And the core issues were? The core issues were, there were were a number of things. A lot of it was insecurity around what it meant to be a man and what what was the definition of a man specifically. Um, That could be for many men. Uh, looking and ha- having a six-pack, having, you know, and there's nothing wrong with being healthy, but if, for example, if you didn't have the absolute leanest body, um, then all of a sudden you were deemed uh, someone who wasn't worthy, at least within yourself. And a lot of, and a lot of it was comparison and insecurity with, uh, due to you know, Instagram, uh, role models out there, uh, to a lot of young men, whether they're positive or negative. And, and young men comparing themselves to these people instead of trying to look internally and become their own self. It's mm, a good point you make. And so, so in moving forward, you've now got uh, reunited and there are three key facets to it that we spoke about off air. You might like to elaborate mm. on them. Yeah, of course. Um, these, are, these three key facets are very much uh, an extension and the core of what we provide. And the first one is truth. It's, it's your truth, authenticity. And there's a number of synonyms that come with it, but it's just being yourself who you not only were raised to be, but who you decide to be. And a lot of that gets masked with the day-to-day conversations, the hi, how are you? I'm good. Um, that we talked of, uh, off air as well. Mm. There's, there's also the, um, the typical interests, like what do you like? Oh, I like this, I like that. But it's very much just a reflection of what the trend is. It's not actually what that person enjoys and what that person wants to be, specifically with young men, because fitting in is a true issue um, growing up. And um, truth is just so important for overcoming the statistics out there that are quite detrimental to young men, specifically suicide. Um, because if, if someone who was experiencing suicidal thoughts, and I know when I was, if I just spoke my truth, if I was just authentic with my mates or with anyone around me, instead of keeping it in and, and trying to not give bear anyone the burden of, of just sharing that with me, I, I would have been in a much better state. And that is what truth does. Um, the second one would be resilience. And the reason why resilience is so important is in a world of instant gratification and the issues are endless. You know, there's, there's porn, there's OnlyFans, there's Instagram, there's all the social medias out there. Um, TikTok has reduced some intention span to like six seconds now. Um, there's having everything in the palm of your, in the palm of your hands. It's very easy to fall into uh, a world of instant gratification. And the issue with that, although I'm sure past generations have worked really hard for us to become this comfortable, it's that with instant gratification, there comes the inability to deal with issues and conflicts, um, whether that be personal or social. And resilience is crucial because we're all going to go through something, everyone. And some young men don't really know it. Some young men have already gone through so much and barely can hold on. But everyone has gone through things that it requires resilience. And that is one of the core cornerstones that we, we function by. And the final one is purpose. Uh, purpose is such a big one. Purpose is, is a topic where that I've always been so interested in, especially um, with the raising that I've had. And the reason being is because purpose, 
Purpose allows a young man to endure. Allows a young man to, and then the, the quote that comes to mind is, a man with a strong enough why can overcome any how. And the reason why that's so, that hits so home to me is because if, if, a purpose, if a purpose is big enough, it gives a man a reason to change, to improve, to help the people around him, to love the people around him. And in that way, in a, in a, in a very real way, allows society grow, to grow and to become a better place. Now, you work with schools too. Tell us a bit about that aspect of, of your work, uh, David. Yeah, um, with the, we, we pivoted to schools uh, for one very crucial reason. And the reason why we pivoted there was because schools are where young men are getting educated and where a lot of their social development occurs. And within schools, we provide workshops. We provide one whole day workshops that can break the cycle, can break, um, can break the norm for these young men, but through these workshops, and, and they're quite innovative the way we run them. Um, these workshops are basically facilitators, role models, people who these young men, if if they look up to, could benefit their life. And we, we bring in these facilitators into these schools, um, into more of a storytelling campfire vibe. One that appeals very much to the instinct because we've been programmed to be in a campfire, in a circle setting, mm. listening from elders instead of being presented at with information. And that interaction with obviously a, a grounded content that, uh, behind the facilitators allows young men to actually become authentic with themselves because they are heard and they can be answered to. And because they feel safe in that environment, then they start to actually learn because memory is associated with emotion. And when the emotions start to become clear and transparent, that is the most incredible way that young men can start to just shift their perspective on the world, just start realizing that there is more to just themselves. There is more to me, myself, and I. There is other people. There is we. And that's really the core focus of that. Mm, fascinating. What uh, reaction do you get when you go in the schools? Because ob- obviously when you go in, I'm sure in some of the environments, you and your mm. facilitators would find boys at that very point that you were before you started even reflecting on all this. Mm. That is an incredible insight. Um, when it com- Especially when it comes to uh, ch- children who have had certain traumas, um, it beca- th- there are so many walls that are up even from the second that we walk in. And a lot of that can manifest in many ways. It can come from pushing, shoving other mates. It can come from laughing continuously because of how uncomfortable they are. Mm. It can come from um, uh, challenging um, in a very real way um, the uh, facilitators. And it can also come through just shutting off completely and not listening whatsoever to, to anyone. Um, and the best way to deal with that we've realized is, is emphasizing the safe space, emphasizing that through our actions, by role modeling the trust, role modeling our vulnerability to them and our authenticity to them through our story, that this is a safe place. And this is the place where we can become the, our most honorable selves, where we can start to unearth men of honor, which is the motto that we run by at Reunited. 
Mm, absolutely very inspiring and there's an awful lot of work that can and needs to be done in the space in which you work David if people mm. want to get in touch with you and Reunited how would they do that? Just visit reunited.com and, uh, and book a chat with us if you want to have a look at our um, our social media any of the content that we post we're most prolific on LinkedIn um, but we are spreading to other other platforms which you can and just type in Reunited into Google and you have a look at everything. Mm. Just one last question. Um, you've been on quite a journey yourself and you're certainly supporting uh, a lot of young men and, and, and boy, do they need it. Where is David Ede at this moment in his uh, life journey, looking back over the time you've been with us? <laughs> <laughs> David Ede is he's in a place of, I think the best, place, best word to associate with that is just calm. It really is a state of um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a state of neutrality, just focused on a purpose, focused on the mission, which is to serve these young men who were where Dave, David was once. Um, and with that neutrality comes some difficult moments, some challenging moments with um, which going against the tide and and really pushing for a world where. All these issues aren't aren't there, but at the same time, the inverse of that of that, which is all the beautiful pleasures and blessings that come with seeing the change in these young men and seeing the cultural difference that that the shift that starts to happen. You're a good man, David, and you do great work. Uh, and I'd love to thank you for that, and also for taking the time to share your story and your work with uh, with our listeners on our podcast. Mm. Thanks, Henry. I really do appreciate you. Uh, that was David Ede, uh, the founder and CEO of Reunited, uh, uh, an organisation that supports the growth and development of young men into uh, men of honour.